Hi, and welcome to this six-part podcast on the power of the written and spoken word with our very special guest, writer, poet, and performance artist, Cecily Holland, author of All Who Sail In Us, Cecily, welcome. In this third episode, Cecily talks to us about life growing up in a large Irish Catholic family and developing a survivor's handbook to being the middle child. There was a lot of poverty when we were growing up, but my my mum was very clever. Like a lot of families... But both parents worked um, when I was growing up, and um, and they had far less kids than us. But but my mum, my mum obviously couldn't work because she was just pregnant all the time and um, looking after all of us. But she was very very clever, was my mum, and she she always she used to said she said to me that um, years later when I was growing up that. If you budget, she said, you can you can survive. It's very well organised. I think her, her main problem was my dad, really, trying to make sure that he actually went to work and stayed at work and didn't drink all the money. She, she always said that no matter how poor they were, he always had money for drink and cigarettes, which was... Not a very nice thing to have to grow up with. But she she also said that um, people used to come and borrow off her. People who who were working, they would come and borrow, borrow just milk and things like that, or you know sugar. But it was yeah, it was tough. Uh, did you feel there was a stigma attached to being part of a large family? Oh yes, there was very much a stigma. Yeah, you would get. I was quite a tough kid. Nobody messed with me. No, but nobody ever because um, I was quite tall I was as tall as, as a, and as strong as any any boy and so boys would, would start pick fights with me because I was a girl well they made a mistake until they got to know to know me they made a mistake by picking fights with me because I would always win and um, so I would get horrible they'd say horrible words to me about my parents um, not being able to afford condoms and things like that, or Johnny's, used to call them before. So I would just, and I was also very, I'd just give it back to them. If they were slightly skinny or something like that, I'd say, oh, what a shame, your mum can't afford any food to feed you. Look how thin you are, I can see your bones, you know. And Or just, it was just, you know, like that. So we would get, we would get stuff. And my mum got a lot of grief as well because she'd go in, when she'd go into hospital to have the babies she would constantly get the doctors and the nurses giving her lectures on contraception and knowing full well that her religion didn't allow it and um, so she had to constantly put up with that but I think because we were, we were very religious I think it was packed into religion really so we would sort of be proud that we were, of our religion I hate to say that but as kids we were you know, mum made it nice she, as, as best she could, really, for us. Like, you'd have your guardian angel. and But what, but when my sisters, they went, to, a lot of them went to a grammar school, past 11 plus, which was unusual for poor kids, if anyone in our area. And they all went past 11 plus, except for me. Luckily, I escaped their school, their dreadful school. And so, so you're meant to be, you know, it's really... If you get in the grammar school, you're just like, yes, you've done so well. And the nuns were supposed to be really pleased for you. And, and they should be pleased that my mum had followed the, her religion to the latter much more than anybody else, because hardly anyone had big families. And most people used contraceptives. I don't care what they, what they said, they did. And they weren't supposed to. 
So you would think, in my mind, that the nuns and the priests, whatever, would be pleased with our family. But they weren't. They were horrible. And they'd say things to my sisters like, oh, how many children are in your bedroom? And how, you know, do you, have you got your own bed? And things like that, which was awful. Whereas at my school, my rough and ready secondary modern, if the teacher said that to any of us, there'd be a full-on riot, you know? It was uh, quite different, really. Yeah. But it, but it was, there was a lot of um, stigma. But it was, on one side was, another side was quite cute as well, because one day we went, we went I remember going out for the day with my mum and my dad. They took us for a day trip somewhere, which, which was rare, just to, for us all to leave our estate. And um, we got on the bus, and the bus conductor, he was doing the rolling the ticket machine, but I all one ticket, and it just kept going on and on and on and on, and it ended up touching the floor, and everyone on the bus seemed to be watching, nodding their heads, watching it as it as it came out of the ticket machine, and as it touched the floor, everyone on the bus just burst out laughing. So that was quite funny as well. How did you manage to avoid going to the grammar school? Well, I've sort of discovered in my later years that I'm dyslexic and I didn't and I didn't know didn't realize at the time I just thought I had word 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 blindness and um so luckily because I went you had to do a test to you had to go to you had to do a, a school test to, you had to go to the grammar school and do a test before you did 11 plus to see if, if they were could get into their school and when I went I just thought this is prison it was awful it was so oppressive and the nuns and the whole building and everything it was it was horrendous and I think in my lifetime that is one of the best things that has ever happened to me and my mum once said to me when she was very old she said the nuns ruined my children's lives which is really sad because a lot of my sisters are pretty messed up Sorry if you're listening, girls, but it's true. <laughs> so I escaped. Thank God, it was evil nuns. How did this, uh, being the middle child of 11 girls and two boys, influence your writing for Steady As She Goes? Oh, God, what a question. Um, I think it was very claustrophobic being brought up in, in the middle of, of a big family. And you couldn't, you couldn't have your own thoughts... People could, you could, every single, they could almost read your mind, never mind everything that you were doing. You had absolutely nothing of your own whatsoever. If you wanted anything, you had to go out and buy it, get a job and buy it, um, including any nice clothes. Um, so I think I just did it against the odds against all of my sisters and brothers because they would just rip it to pieces. And, and I think as well, there is a part, there's another side to them as well, is also that you just do what's best for yourself as well in order to survive it being, being in that family, not just in the middle, but just being in that family. I think a lot of my siblings find it difficult, find their lives difficult because, of, because the nuns ruin their lives. <laughs> And it was tough. It was very tough, and, and not and not to have have to share your mother. Our mum was just so thinly spread, and and have to put up with older sisters and brothers, as surrogate parents, and then be a parent yourself to younger ones. 
you had a lot of responsibility right from being a toddler you had a, you had responsibility so you took on so my life the way you see the world is different because your eyes and your responsibility and your place in the world is established very very young so you you're an adult from an early age but the good side of it is that you then you take it you remain a child and an adult so when you become an adult you still got that child with you so that is the magic of i think of it helps me a lot with my writing uh, I'd like to thank Cecily Holland for her amazing contribution to this podcast series. And a thank you to her publicist, Caroline Brennan, for setting this all up. You can find more about Cecily's work on Amazon and Instagram. See you in the next episode on the power of the written and spoken word. Thanks for listening.